Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. Come here, baby. Look who I found wandering around the airport. Amen. How many of y'all glad she's home? Amen. This is, our, this is our youngest supported missionary. Amen. Now listen, we want her to be the beginning of many. I told Kendrick, I said, wouldn't it be awesome if every graduating class, we had somebody from Temple going and, and doing this training, going on the mission field to serve God for a full-time basis. Wouldn't that be awesome? So y'all, y'all uh, make Becca feel welcome this morning. Amen. All right. All right. She's going to, next, next week, she's going to share her testimony a little bit, what God did. And uh, we just was a little short on time today. Uh, but she's got, she's got some cool things to share with you of what God did and what God is doing over there. Amen. Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. I, I, I want to just share with you just a few moments today. We're, we're going to keep things very, very simple. Uh, being in the tent made it very uh, difficult to do anything elaborate and, and uh, kind of hindered us a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's really, really worked out because uh, God has shared some simple truths this morning that's very, very powerful. There, listen, there is no drama that can take the place of the power of God's Word. Zero. And I like them. I mean, I, I do. I mean, you, if you're going to hear any amount of time, you know I like doing stuff like that. I like big stuff. Amen. I, I like doing that. But, boy, this has been so sweet today. I am so grateful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love Christmas. I love everything about it. The lights, the, 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 uh, the music, uh, the, the presence. Amen. I, 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 you know, if, if you say you don't like presents, we need to examine you. Amen. We need to find out what that is. Because, listen, God gave the greatest present there ever was. The greatest gift there ever was. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. Really, we're, we're coming out of, we're going to talk about uh, the verse in the New Testament that says this. But thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. His unspeakable gift. That word unspeakable, I, I looked that, that word up and went over and over and over and over it. It means uh, no words can describe it. There are not words to explain it. There's no way to articulate the, the, the vast greatness of the gift of God. But we're going to try today. Amen? But we're going to do this first. We're going to read Luke chapter number 2. I don't think it would be a, a, a proper Christmas service without uh, reading Luke chapter number 2 and talk about when Jesus arrived. If you found verse number one, say amen. amen. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which was called Bethlehem because he was of the house of in lineage of David. Now, by the way, this was no accident. This is no coincidence. This was to be sure that all the prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Messiah to be born was fulfilled. Nothing happens by coincidence with God. Verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. He said, Hey, I've got good news. I've got good news for everybody, all people, poor people, rich people, good people, bad people, people with issues and people with hang-ups, people, listen, that nobody else will look for. God says, I've got good news for everybody. Say amen. I love this part. I love this part. Why? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. What would be good news to a great sinner to know there's a great Savior? Amen? Listen, uh, and there shall be a sign unto you. This ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Father, thank you for your word. I thank you for all that you've done today. And we thank you for what you're going to do in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> this unspeakable, there's so much symbolism. So much symbolism up here. You know, we, we, we decorate trees. We, we get a tree. And we put, put lights on it. You know, the, the, the tree can be a symbol. The cross is, is, is the tree Jesus hung upon. We hang the lights on, on this tree. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The Bible says, they that were in darkness have seen a great light. Amen. At the bottom of the tree, we find a gift, we find a manger. Uh, Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Wrapped the greatest gift that man would ever know. It wrapped the greatest gift that man would ever see. Wrapped the greatest thing that we could ever experience in our lifetime is to know the Lord Jesus Christ. This unspeakable gift. What, what would an unspeakable gift say? What does, this, what does this gift say to us? What can, we, what can we glean? What can we learn from this gift? Well, if we're going to learn anything from it, we need to figure out what it was. What was the gift? What was the unspeakable gift that the prophet spoke about? What was he actually giving thanks for? Romans chapter number 6, verse number 23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of of God say that with me but the the gift of God is eternal life are y'all with me it is everlasting life so what do we know we know the gift of God was life he gave life you know what what does that tell us well first thing if you're taking notes write this down number one a gift is an expression of the giver the gift you receive is an expression of the giver. Now, what does that mean? It tells us something about the one giving the gift. Give me, let me give you an illustration. Say you get a, a real expensive, extravagant gift. Let's just say you get one. I, now, I'm not talking about now. Now, we got to understand everybody thinks differently. What I may think is expensive, you may not. And what you may think is expensive is different for everybody. But I'm talking about a real, sure enough, 
put-you-back kind of gift. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And when you see that, you think, boy, this guy's loaded. This guy, he is very wealthy. There ain't nobody can give a gift like that unless he's got it in the bank. Say amen. Because it reveals something about who's giving it. Let's just say it's a, a real religious-type gift. You know, there's some people that's always giving out stuff like that. They're always thinking in, in the spiritual realm, and they're either giving spiritual poems or, or maybe a cross or maybe something like that uh, to give out to somebody. So automatically, you would think, this is a very religious person. This is a very spiritual person. Now, are y'all with me? Does it, this make sense? The gift will be an expression of the giver. And you know what Jesus said in John chapter number 1? It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. In Him was life. And that life was the light of the world. It also says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am life. He says in John 10, 10, he says, The thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. Do you understand what I'm saying today? That Jesus came that you might have life. And I'm not talking about just eternal life. I'm not talking about just walking in heaven one day. I'm not talking about just going through the pearly gates one day because of the gift that God has given you. I'm not talking about life in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about right now life. I'm talking about life to enjoy, life to experience, life to go through what we have here on this earth. God wants you to have more than eternal life. God wants you to have an exciting life. God wants you to have an extraordinary life. Give him praise and glory in this house today. <clears throat> there are too many Christians who are just, they're just cruising through life and they're just going through life existing. God wants more than that for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? God wants more than that for you. Uh, the, the, we can go to the book of Genesis. Watch this. The book of Genesis teaches a lot about God and his purpose and his plan for our life. Uh, in, in the book of Genesis, we read that God created the world and did it good. I'm talking about good. When, when it, I mean, when God says something about himself, he says, now that was good. He made the stars and said that was good. He made the ocean. He made the, he made the, the, the fish in the sea. He made the big trees and the cypress swamp. He made all of this stuff. Then he made a garden. And he said, in that garden, I'm going to put my greatest creation. That was man. And watch this. In that garden, he, this is what the Bible says in Genesis. He made trees that were good for food. Thank God. Thank God for food. Amen. Are you all with me? Now, here's, here's where it gets a little, here's, here's where it gets a little silent. Man messes everything up. We do. We, we have a way to mess everything up. Some way or another, you know, we, we figure out a way to mess up something good that God made. We mess up uh, relationships. We mess up, uh, uh, the, you know, this, this world was created, and we figured out a way to pollute it and destroy it. And Man messes everything God makes good. But even with the food deal, even with the food deal, uh, I've been. I've got a guy that's helping me uh, 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 work out, and 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 you see, he he works with the children. That's why he's got to stay fast. Say amen. And he's in good shape. And they're like bicycling, and and, and he said, "All right, preacher, now you got to be you got to be at the gym at like five thirty so we can swim laps." I said, "What? 
doing, a, doing one of them triathlons. Now, here's one thing I've learned about this. Never, when you're, when you're large and, 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 and out of shape, you never go with somebody in shape because they will kill you. You need to go with somebody that's as in good a shape as you are and y'all suffer through it together. Because when you do that, he will let you take a break. Amen. Here's what food is. Here's what food is. You know the saying, we, we've messed this up. Don't, don't eat to live, live to eat. Y'all heard that? Well, we need to. I'm going to tell you. Don't eat to live, or excuse me, don't live to eat. That's my motto, amen? I wake up every morning like, dear God, what's it going to be today? Amen. What we Food is fuel. You realize that? Your body is a machine. And God created food as fuel for the machine. And the only purpose for the food was to keep you going, to keep you basically for existence. I'm trying to make a point here. God wanted you to exist and survive, but that's not all. Because God put other trees in that garden. And he made sure and specifically said so in the word of God. He said, not only put food that was, or trees that were good for food, but I put also, I put trees that were pleasant to the eye. In other words, I didn't want Adam and Eve just to exist. I want them to enjoy their life. I want them to see that rose and say, wow, that's beautiful. I want them to see that, that dandelion. I want them to see that azalea. I want them to see, are y'all with me? God intended for man to enjoy life. And here we are, stuck in a rut. Here we are, just existing. Just existing. We wake up, go to work, pay the bills. Wake up, go to work, pay the bills. Wake up, go to work. We're just in a, a routine of life, doing nothing but existing. And here we have a God in heaven who's so full of life so full of life that he says this the thief has come and some of y'all have experienced the thief the thief has come but to steal kill and destroy well watch what jesus says but i have come that you might have life not existence but life and have it more abundantly do you think look at me look at me everybody everybody look at me do you think there was ever a boring day in the life of the disciples when they was walking with Jesus? You didn't know if he was going to walk on water, raise the dead, heal the blind, or turn a little lad's lunch into a smorgasbord. You never knew what he was going to do. It was, man, every day them disciples woke up and said, what is he going to do today? And here we are. Hope I make it through another day. Christians, let's just make it. I'm, I asked somebody, how you doing? Well, I'm here. I think, well, that's about all. Amen. That's why I don't ask, Pop, I don't ask nobody that no more. I'm afraid they're going to tell me how they're doing. Amen. You know. After some expressions, I think, man, you need to be in a hospital or a coma or something, you know. I don't. We just, why? 
Why do we have the greatest God and the greatest opportunity and the greatest salvation and a God who's so full of life and we're just existing? Why? Why is that? I'll tell you why. I, I learned something. I learned something from Becca that was really amazing. I was sitting there listening to her and, and telling her story and she said this, and if I'd have known this then, I would have probably swam to the Dominican and brought her back. But she said the first two days she cried, just cried herself to sleep. And I'm glad she didn't tell me that because I'd, I'd have probably hurt somebody at the airport. Amen. It just, it, it just, she said, this was my comfort zone. This was my comfort zone. But then she said something that I never thought of. Once I got there, she said the compound that we stay on became my comfort zone. So instead of this being the comfort zone, okay, I've surrendered this, now I'm, I'm in the Dominican, but now God is saying, now I want you to go to the villages. And she said, when I was in the villages, now I was out of my comfort zone again. Then God had, had her to stand in front of people and sing. Now, if you know Becca, that's, that's not it. That's just way out of her comfort zone. And, and constantly, constantly, she's saying, God kept taking me out of my comfort zone. And this is one thing she said that just blew me away. She said, I was sitting there in one of the Bible classes, and uh, in, 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 the, in the minister, the, the missionary there, he was teaching about life, and, and the most important part of life is the word surrender. And she said, Daddy, I was sitting there listening to him, and, she, and this is what came to my mind. I'm in the Dominican. How much more can I surrender? And God said, why don't you surrender them fears? Why don't you let go of those nerves you get all the time when I ask you to do something? And I was like, wow. And then she said this when she was speaking to the teens. This is what she said. She said, but, 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 but guys, I have to do this every morning. I See, surrender in life is every day. Because God's got something new for me every day. God's got something he wants for me every day. Every day I have to step out of my comfort zone and I have to surrender. And you know, let me tell you why so many people are in a rut today. So many Christians are just existing and they're not experiencing real life. is because they're holding on with a death grip. And you know what Jesus says? You know what Jesus, and by the way, guys, y'all might as well take notes right here because none of this was in the notes and God has supernaturally given me this today. I'm telling you, there's people in ruts today that you can get out this morning if you'll listen to me. Jesus said, if you try to save your life, you will. But he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Now, what kind of life? Abundant life. You know what Jesus is saying? Let go. Start surrendering to me. Surrender every day. Some of you won't serve because you're afraid. Some of you won't let go and surrender to God because you're afraid that you're going to miss out on something. That you're going. And I asked Becca. I said, Becca, have you had... She, he said, I've had the time of my life. She says, I can't even describe all that I've seen and all that I experienced, and all that i seen God do for me, you know what? She wouldn't have gone through none of that if she hadn't surrendered. If she hadn't have said, God, you're in charge. See, this gift is a gift of life. He wants you to live life. 
but you got to let go you got to say okay God what do you want and and the, and, the, and the biggest thing that I learned from this whole deal it's every day daily daily how many y'all how many y'all know what it feels like to be in a comfort zone come on raise your hand let's don't be how many y'all know what it feels like when God asks you to get out of it how many y'all know how it feels to fight with tooth and nail well, let me tell you something. If you ever want to experience real life, I'm talking about adrenaline flowing, sure enough, exciting, can't describe it, abundant life. Let him have his way. Surrender to him every day. And I guarantee you, your life will never be boring. That old saying... Listen, it's not a job, it's an adventure. Your life every day can be a new adventure. Well, preacher, you don't know the boring job that I got. Maybe, maybe you're looking at that all wrong. You don't know the boring life I got. Well, it's because it's the one you chose. Because I guarantee you, God has never asked me to do something boring every time God's asked me to do something I said what <laughs> you think David David when God said go whip that giant you think he said oh God that's just so boring <laughs> huh you think you think when the disciples when Peter was out in that storm and Jesus walking on the water and, 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 and Jesus says, come on out here, Peter. Peter said, that's just boring. <laughs> so you're just being silly. No, I'm not. I'm not. There is nothing boring about serving God. Matter of fact, it's a little scary. This is not a child's roller coaster. How, how many of y'all ever rode, rode a roller coaster? Raise your hand. It's terrible, isn't it? I remember when I was a little kid. See, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm traumatized now over this. My daughters and my wife, they love this kind of thing. I said, why are you going to pay somebody to scare you to death? I don't understand that. It makes sense to me. When I was a kid, we, we won this trip. It was called Circus World at the time. In Orlando, if anybody's from Florida, you remember Circus World. And it had like one of the only roller coasters in, in, in the country, and it was wooden. And, 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 and you get in that roller coaster, and, 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 and when you go up, the first thing that happens, you just go straight up. And it goes, click, 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 click. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And with every click, you're getting fainter and fainter. And then all of a sudden, you reach the top. And, and, and your life flashes before your eyes. And you go down, what? And this is what happened to me. And I was a kid. You remember? I was a kid. Little. And so we're flying down, and your stomach comes up in around your eyeballs. And you come through wide open, 100 miles an hour. I mean, this is exciting and adrenaline flowing, and you're screaming and, and weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. 
And so I go all the way around, and you know, it's up and around, and we come in, and I'm thinking, I'm pulling in. I'm like, thank God. Thank God this is over. The Lord has delivered me from this dragon that I have strapped myself to. Oh, God, thank you in Jesus' name. And there's nobody in line. So you know what that fool did? He went again. I'm screaming, no, man, let me off. Let me off. Oh, God, deliver me. Help me. Get me Oh, I'm sorry, it's Christmas. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Y'all know the third, the third service is the funnest out of all of them. Get, be honest. Come on. Now watch. Now watch. Now watch. What kind of life you want? You want a life where you're sitting down watching people scream or you want to get on into action? God has an exciting life. I, I, know, I know there are times, there are times you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way, there's no way I can do that. But Becky said this, I can do anything. Amen. She was standing there, she was standing there in front of that church having to sing. And she said, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And then it was like the Lord said, you remember I thought you surrendered that to me. She said, Lord, I'm sorry. She says, I give it to you. Then she says, and then she ain't going to have nothing to say next week. I'm going to tell it all. Amen. She said, I just got chills all over. And she said, I started singing loud, and I liked it. And I said, well, what'd you learn? Oh, 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 we're running out of time, running out of time. I said, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? She says, he can help me with anything. What kind of life you want? Because he came to give you life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal. Are y'all with me? Now watch. The gift, the gift describes the giver. The gift is an expression. We can see something about the giver by the gift. But then here's a here's a really important thing, and I and, and this is going to be really important. Number two. The gift reveals the value of the recipient. The gift not only says something about the giver, it says something about who's receiving it. And what it says about who's receiving it, it describes the value that's being placed in the one it's given to. Are y'all with me? Say amen. The other day, <clears throat> the other day, brother, uh, 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 brother Tyler Berry... <clears throat> He, 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 he knelt down in front of Miss Mowry. <clears throat> and he had, he had a what? A gift. It was a ring. Expensive ring. Ladies, is it true a diamond is a girl's best friend? You know what? We got dogs. <laughs> now tell me the inequality in that right there. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just venting. You know what, you know what he was saying? You know what he was saying by that ring? He was saying, you're special. You're special. You mean something to me. I dig you. 
he was showing her that she was very valuable to him. And you know what God did when he laid this gift in a manger? He was saying, you're special. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now watch this, watch this. This is the son who he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You are so valuable. I'm giving up something so precious to me. Are y'all with me? When Becca went up that escalator, I thought I was going to die. I'm, I'm telling you, I thought, Russell, I thought my heart was going to just break in a million pieces. And this is what went through my head. I wouldn't give her up for the greatest human being that's ever walked this planet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give her life. I wouldn't give her life for the greatest singer, for the greatest preacher, for the greatest teacher. I wouldn't give her life for the greatest Pulitzer Prize winner or, or Peace Prize winner. I wouldn't give her for nobody, much less a rapist or a murderer or a sinner. But God loved you so much. He gave his only begotten son, and he was well pleased he gave him for you and me. So you're valuable. You're special. You're important. You see, why is this so important? You got to understand, there's so many people in here, you've been mistreated by exes. You've been mistreated by spouses. You've been, you've been, you've been treated bad by your family. You've been treated bad by parents. You've had a father that abused you or a mother that abused you. You've had, you've had people treat you in such a way that you felt like you had no value whatsoever. Well, I come to tell you this morning, you're special. I don't care how your dad treated you. I don't care how your ex treated you. I don't care how your kids treat you. I want you to know you are valuable. I had a young lady. I had a young lady who, who, whose husband walked out on her. I mean, I mean, just, just a, 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 a precious, precious young lady. And, and, and I, I, I was, I, I, we, we were sitting at a table and, 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 and at a, a church event up there and, 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 and she had a crown that was tattooed on her wrist. And I saw that tattoo and I said, what's that about? You know, because everybody has a story most of the time. If they get a tattoo or something, it means something. They, it's representing something. And, and I, I said, what's that about? And she said, well, after he left me, she said, I felt worthless. She said, I felt so unimportant. I felt like I had no value. And, and, and she said, I, I, I made this princess tattoo to remind myself that I have value. I said, oh, honey, you, you need to understand, you don't need a tattoo. You don't need a tattoo to tell you you're valuable. I have a Bible in my hand that tells me Jesus loves you more than anything else in this world, and he values your existence. He values your soul. He values your life. You are important to him. And no matter how you've been treated on this earth, you're valuable. You're important. No matter your past, no matter your background, no matter your hang-ups and your addictions, no matter what the issues are in your life, we all got issues. It doesn't matter, none of that. God thinks you're awesome. A preacher told me one time, he said, if there was a refrigerator in heaven, your picture would be on it. <laughs> 
God loves you. How do you know? Because the present tells me so. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man will give his life for his friends. You know, one of the greatest songs we sing is, I'm a friend of God. And you know, I think some of us don't understand that song because of the wording. It, it, it's, not, it's not that he's my friend, I'm his friend. In other words, he looks at me as a friend. He says, I call you not servants, I call you friends. Greater loveth no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friend. There's no way to put a value on this present that he gives. The third point reveals it all, and this is it right here. Number one, number one, the gift is an expression of the giver. It reveals something about the giver. Then number two, the gift, it reveals the value of the recipient. It reveals what God the Father thinks about us. And to reinforce that, number three, every gift comes at a price. Every gift comes at a price. You know what makes a gift special? What it costs. What it costs. I know what you're thinking. I was just thinking, well, I'm poor. That's not what I mean. I have, seen, I have seen people give gifts that cost a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of thought. And them, them, them are more pricey and expensive and valuable than those that just took money. Ask the spouses, guys. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, look at, look at the verse, look at the verse. Watch this right here. Read it with me. For ye are bought with a... Say it again. For ye are bought with a... Watch this. Watch this next verse. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, that word means purchased, to buy, ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the... of Christ. You see... One thing that just stood out to me in the first service this morning, and I, I guess I always, always knew it, but it just really didn't really ring out. But when I was a kid growing up in church, I had this idea that God was just this powerful being in heaven who was just giving away salvation because he could. He had the ability to do that. He had the power to do that. And he could just give it to whoever he wanted to give it to because he's God. Are you all with me? like he had it to give so he gave it but what i did not realize until i got older is that he had the gift to give he had the power to give salvation but it did not come without a cost it did not come without a cost you see when man sent in the garden God had the responsibility to destroy them for the wages of sin is they had to die Sin had to be punished. Sin, because of the justice and holiness of God, sin had to be dealt with. But what I learned is that God loved you so much that he was willing to give his son 
So you see, salvation is free, but it's not cheap. Because when he laid this gift in a manger, he knew what was going to happen. He knew the cross was coming. He knew the betrayal was coming. He knew the whips were coming. He knew the nails were coming. He knew the beatings were coming. He knew the sacrifice was coming. Preacher, what's the point? The point is this. For Christmas, I want you to adore him. Not just because he adores you. Because what it costs so you could live. What it costs. I read, a, I read a story. I, I don't know whether it was a fictitious story or whether it was a, a real happening, but this, this young, young son was going to give a transfusion, a blood transfusion for his sibling. And, and so they explained to him the process of what was going to take place and all. And, and so while, he was, while they were in the process of doing that, he, he looked up at his mother and said, when am I going to die? Because he thought the blood transfusion, he's, his life is going to her. And he was willing to die so she could live. And she said, oh, honey, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. But when Jesus arrived, he was coming to die. John saw him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying the gift, the greatest gift that's ever been given, came at a price. And just the price tells me you're special. And all God's people said, Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that everyone in here can see how important they are to you. I pray that they can see how how you love them and how you care about them and how you value them greatly. God, I pray, I pray that your perfect will be done in this place. I pray if there's someone discouraged that they can find encouragement. I pray if there's someone that's, that's down, I pray that they can find a lift. I pray if there's someone who's lost that they can be saved. I pray if there's someone that's just in bad need of your touch, I pray that they would come today. During the invitation, we're going to do something just a little different. Just a little different. We're, we're going to open my left side over here, this, this left side of the altar, for those that would like to pray. You don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be bothered. You just want to pray. It's just you and God. You'll have a time of privacy, a moment with God. Nobody will come and bother you. You can have that time with God over here on my left side. We'll keep all of our altar workers on the right. Maybe you're coming and you need somebody to pray with you. Maybe you need somebody to encourage you. You come to my right side. There'll be somebody there with a Bible. There'll be somebody there willing and ready to pray for you, to help you meet your needs. We want to we offer that both for, for you here today. No matter what your need is, we want to help you today. So if you want to come and, and just pray and just be alone with God, you come to my left side. And if you need someone to help you pray, you come to my right as we all stand, as we all stand, as we sing. If you need to come and pray, 
just find a place in this altar and we'll pray for you today as we sing God is speaking to your heart you come on if God is speaking to your heart you just come talk to him you just come share with him maybe you just want to thank him for loving you maybe you just want to thank him for for what he's done for you the gift that he has given maybe you just want to love him a minute and just adore him for all that he's done would you come maybe you need somebody to pray with you well come on we'll take a bible and show you how to be saved today maybe you need to join up maybe this is where god wants you to serve won't you come that's it sing church sing loud doesn't matter what you've done Jesus, Jesus is softly, is softly calling. calling but because of who he is yes and because of where he's been because of what he's done you can start all over again this guilty burden yeah. you've had to bear has made your life so weary. Though others aren't aware of the mountains of mistakes Lord, you you wear a smile upon your face, but there's a broken heart in it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter what you've done jesus is softly calling but because of who he is and because of where he's been because of what he's done you can start all over again. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you do. Lord, we, we're going to sing one more verse. One more verse for that one that needs to come. Maybe it's just, just prayer. Maybe it's just encouragement. Whatever it might be. God, we, we, we don't want to rush anything. We want to give everyone a, an opportunity to find and, and have their need fulfilled today. God, I pray that you'll use this verse for your glory. And Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One more verse. Maybe just the chorus. Maybe just the chorus. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is softly calling but because of who he is yes and because of where he's been because of what he's done you can start all over again do that course with no music no music sing it, it real loud church matter who you are. sing it out it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is softly Hallelujah. calling, but because of who Because of who he is. 
And because of where he's been, the cross of Calvary, because of what he's done, you and me, you can start all over. Hallelujah. Let us adore him this morning. Let us worship him this morning. Amen. <laughs> Isn't the Lord good? All the time. Listen, we're going to give now. This is the time in our worship where we give back to God. As God has done to us. We come as the, as the Magi came and they worshiped him with gold, uh, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's come and give to him as he's given to us and adore him this, this, this morning and just be a blessing to him. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, use this offering for your glory. I pray that you'll take every dime. Use it to transform lives more than anything. Use it to magnify who you are to this world. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Of water, earth, and sky. The heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high. The God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Lord. 